Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Micah is a 67-year-old man, and he comes in today for an urgent visit that he says he's not been feeling himself. He has a past medical history significant for diabetes, hyperlipidemia, and hypothyroidism. Micah reports that he's been doing okay, but since he had the shingles, he's having really bad right-sided abdominal pain. He reports the rash is gone, but I still have pain. Is this normal? Hi. This is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Marianne Montague, instructor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and visiting assistant professor at Fitchburg State University. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Frank. How are you doing? All right. Doing all right. So listen, shingles is awful. Zoster is terrible. Um, How common is herpes zoster, and um, what can we do? So I've always thought about it as a virus that impacts elderly, but unfortunately, I've actually had it myself at a very young age. Um, shingles is very common, Frank. It's, according to the CDC, one million individuals in the world and one in three individuals in the USA have shingles. Wow, really? That common? That's, that's really remarkable. Um, let's talk about prevention. What can we do? So like any virus, it isn't 100% preventable. But, you know, especially as a clinician, I think it's important for us to encourage our patients in learning about how to prevent these illnesses. And so to help reduce the incidence of shingles, we need to encourage them to get the shingles vaccine. Additionally, we need to encourage our parents of our children that we take care of to immunize their children against chickenpox. Because if you don't have chickenpox, you don't get shingles. It's so true. In, in the world today where we're getting a little bit more pushback on immunization resistance from parents, this is such an important thing. And because many parents are fearful because they had chickenpox, they, they, they don't necessarily see the value. I agree. Did you know that just recently they discussed to immunize not only over 50 individuals, but also those who are immunocompromised or immunodeficient due to both disease or therapy with Singret's two doses series, which replaces the previous Zostervax. So really, so even if they've had the Zostervax, they should get two doses of the new vaccine. Yes. So even if they've had it, I recommend the series of Shingrix of the two-dose series. Okay. So, um, you know, Micah here has had shingles. What are the risks of having shingles? Shingles has risks. And some we don't think of. Some are common. We think of pain. But we have spent some time discussing COVID and the side effects that some may have overlooked that there has been found to have an increased risk of stroke for individuals who have had shingles, especially in the first year. 
but it reduced in individuals who were vaccinated against the herpes zoster. It isn't quite clear as the mechanism between how the vaccine reduces the risk of stroke, but the article by Yang suggests that the increased incidence of stroke secondary to herpes zoster happens due to the spread of infection that causes inflammation that leads to vascular remodeling that can then increase the risk for stroke. This has been found to be an increased risk in unvaccinated individuals, especially those under 50, as they are not eligible for the vaccine unless they have multiple comorbidities or immunocompromise. This helps us stay vigilant as now we see with not only COVID-19, but also with shingles, how persistent exosomes may continue to trigger responses from the original infection. You know, um, I I'm really was really surprised when you showed me this paper because an increased risk of stroke from singles was not something I had heard before. So in addition to the severe pain of disabling nature uh, of, of post-herpetic neuralgia, um, uh, stroke just just is scary. It, re- it really is. So Mike is suffering from some post-herpetic pain. What can we offer him? So that's a great question. We've talked about how the incidence of stroke has increased after having shingles. Well, you know, the most common complication is post-herpetic neuralgia, which it appears that MICA has. So there's about 10% of all the people who have shingles who end up developing this. The pain can last for weeks after the rash has actually gone away. So what I would suggest to MICA today is that we start him on medication if he would wish. And some of the medications can vary of what patients might benefit from, such as gabapentin, preglambin, amitriptyline, nortriptyline, and a few others that can help. I also like to recommend topical agents to patients like diclofenac or capsaicin. These are all things that I feel can help patients feel more comfortable but don't have the whole systemic effect. I couldn't agree more. I've tried combinations of medications with topicals. Um, I've even sent one person for nerve ablation because his pain was so disabling. This is a very complicated and very serious comorbidity of of a simple viral infection. Another circumstance where a simple immunization that's covered for everyone over the age of 50 can be, you know, have a huge impact on patients' morbidity and mortality. Um, And let's hope that they get a little bit better about uh, making it available for those under age 50. Marianne, this is such a great study. Thanks so much for talking to us today about it. Thank you. And just another thing about that with the vaccine is, I think it's also important to, we think about the older folks, but we have to primary prevention in the younger folks and the children of getting the chickenpox vaccine is so important as well. Practice pointer, it is estimated that this year there will be at least 1 million individuals who will have shingles. In the United States, it has affected one in three individuals. The shingles vaccine not only helps reduce the incidence of shingles, but it also decreases the risk of stroke in individuals who have been affected by shingles. Join us next time when we talk about how best to counsel patients and their exercise to improve both cause-specific and all-cause mortality. 
Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.